Uncensored, the truth about money. Day, good day, everybody. How's everyone doing? Welcome to another episode. Welcome to episode number eight. Um, we're still talking about investing. Um, we did say that uh, last week's episode was just an introduction, it was just the beginning of something very great and something very nice that we are covering this um this season uh so we're talking about investing right and um we just did an intro last week so if if you didn't listen to last week's episode i suggest that you do go back and just listen to it and then follow up with this episode so thank you so much for joining us we're very much happy that you're here and as per usual i'm with upratamza our financial expert Pratamza, how are you doing sir Hi, Mr. Chuchu. I'm fine, my brother. How you doing? Um, good, thanks, man. So we're talking about investing, right? Let's get right into it. So, mm-hmm. um, could you please just explain the difference between a high risk and a low risk investment, Kartamza? Uh, right. So, high risk and low risk investment. So, what it 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 basically is like self descriptive, right? Where high risk uh, investments um, are you more riskier investments where you tend to lose more money but the rewards so if the investments uh, do well the rewards are very great so the interest rates are very high so those types of investments they focus on on your asset classes like your equities and your and your properties so like for example a high risk uh, type of investment would be something like investing let's say directly into JSE um, shares, you know, like buying a certain uh, portion of a company, mm. right? Um, so it's not safe. They, It's very volatile. It goes up and down. Um, so it's more riskier. So with your low type of investments, so there you're looking at asset classes um, like your cash and your bonds. So cash is relatively like putting your money in a money market at the bank or at the 2 day notice. So the interest rates are not so high. Um, but, you know, you're more guaranteed to get your capital back, the one that you invested. So that's basically the difference between the two. So high risk is maybe looking into your asset classes like your properties and equities. And your low risk is looking into your cash and bonds. Yeah. So if, let's say, how do you then advise a client who comes to you, let's say, um who has no idea about investing, let's say myself, ne? I come to you and I'm saying, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I have this, I have this amount of money that I have and I would like to invest, but obviously I would like mm-hmm. to see interest and see uh, things happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would like to see interest. Yeah. Um, which one do you usually advise on? So, you know, last week you spoke about diversification, right? So you are able to diversify like your investment into different asset classes. So my take is that if you don't know much when it comes to investments, right? Um, you'd put a lot of your of your portion in terms of investment into something that's low risk, okay? Um, where Uchina won't lose out on any funds because people who are more accustomed to investments um and know the game you know through and throughout they don't mind losing you know a thousand or two thousand rand um Mm -hmm. but for someone who is getting into my investments you know it's not 
it's not comfortable for them losing any money. You know, they're looking into getting more money, you know, with what they're putting in. So we'd look into, you know, something that's uh, a bit low risk, but also diversifying a portion of that investment um, into something that's a bit high risk. Maybe we like put it maybe 25% um, into more of a high risk uh, investment. Um, so that's over time, you know, your overall portfolio um, does yield a bit of interest. Mm. And then how does, how does in, in inflation affect mm. um, our investments? All right. So that's a nice one. So inflation, obviously, I get it, is the general rise in, in prices. Yes. <clears throat> so what happens is that with your investment, like what we said last week, um, is that when you, when you put in 100 rand, like if you're leaving 100 rand today, right, and then the inflation, let's say it's at 5%, Next year, that 100 rand, because of inflation, right, um, it'll decrease by 5%. So next year, the buying power for that 100 rand will be worth 95 rand. So even when you're investing, it's important to always consider the inflation rate. So if the inflation rate is sitting at 5%, always go for your investments that are a bit higher than your inflation. In that sense, you are able to basically see the buying power of your money and you are able to see real growth. So there's something that we call net interest. So, you know, they advertise, um, let's say investments, they'll say, all right, this investment uh, yields uh, 8%, for example. Mm. But now the inflation rate is at 5%. So your net interest rate is your that interest rate that they've that they've advertised minus the inflation. So relatively in real in real terms, your investment is growing only by 3% as opposed to that 9% if we're taking um, inflation into consideration. Mm. So um what's what's the difference between simple and compound interest and how is each calculated? All right. So in simple terms, <laughs> excuse the pun. In simple <laughs> terms, simple interest is so let's let's put it this way. Um you put away a thousand rand, right? Sure. Uh, and then with simple interest, let's say it's growing at they say it's growing at at ten percent. So ten percent of a thousand rand is a hundred rand. Mm -hmm. And you leave your money over a period of let's say five years now. So what they do is that simple interest is basically that 100 rand. They add 100 rand every single year um, for that five years. So after year five, Uchuina will be sitting with 1,500 rand because they've been adding 100 rand every single year for that five years. So now the interesting part about compound interest. So compound interest is basically, um, in layman's terms, it's interest on interest. So okay. what it means is that so if let's say yes, you you put away a thousand rand and your <clears throat> interest rate is at 10%. So in the first year, Utrina will have a thousand and one hundred, right? So what they do is that they don't uh, calculate the interest on a thousand rand anymore. Now they calculate it on a thousand one hundred. Mm -hmm. And now Utrina in the second year will have one thousand two hundred and ten, for example, and then and so forth. And then they, in the third year, they calculated on that 1,210. So compound interest is interest on interest, whereas simple interest is like what the name means. It's relatively just the interest rate that they add or that initial interest that they add on a yearly basis.
Oh, sweet. So, Tammy, I want to know, is it better to invest your money at a bank or invest in companies? Yeah. So what happens is that with banks now, what they've done, right, is they've started teaming up with these investment uh, investment houses. But with that being said, it is better to, to put your money away with an investment house or get a, like a financial advisor who will be able to to advise you better in terms of putting your money into, you know, um, greater, greater rewarding um, investments. So with banks, so banks, what they literally do is they're trying to, to safeguard themselves and try to safeguard the funds that you have put in. Whereas with your investment houses, they try to get more return for Uchunia. So for them, it's 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 a, it's a it's a it's a business that they're running from them, you know, getting more interest rates out there. So with banks, banks like have your money markets, they have your thirty-two day notice, you know. Um, so those the interest rates they're very quite low. So that's your low low risk in types of investments so i wouldn't really suggest to put you know all your money into like a savings at a bank um yes put a bit of it in there like as i said that try to diversify put a bit in there and put some in your investment houses and that way at least you know that if let's say your investments in the investment houses don't go so well um you've got some safe money into in your you know in the commercial banks that you bank with so but all, what i recommend is that rather speak to like a financial advisor who will advise you better um in terms of you know investing your money into you know other investment houses like unit trust there's like offshore investments you know um investing in in etfs as well so there's there's quite a variety of investments out there um, as opposed to like your money market and 32-day notice. Because that's what, you know, people know. You open a bank account and then on your app, what appears is, you know, a savings pocket, uh, you know, put money away. So yes, those are nice to get to get into the hang of investing. But once you once you want to grow your money even further, it's better to speak to a financial advisor who will then advise you into, you know, um, diversing your portfolio even better, like, as I said, looking into offshore investments and other um, investment vehicles. Hmm. So my next question is, um, or rather not really a question, but would you mind just giving us five common mistakes that investors make? Uh, five common mistakes that investors make. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, so this will be, okay, number one a lot of people do not get much information. So that's the first mistake that people do. Um, they don't do much research when they when it comes to investing, right? Yeah. Number two is they they want instant gratification. So basically, I want to put a thousand rand now and I want 2,000 rand in December. Um, so people want, you know, like quick rich schemes. And that's how a lot of people fall, you know, victim to all these Ponzi schemes that are popping up here and there. All right. And then number three as well is that once people have invested their funds, right, they don't um, do reviews of their portfolios. So they don't even know how their portfolios are performing. So I, yes, I've met up with a financial advisor. Yes, it is their duty to contact me on a quarterly basis or, year on, or six month basis to review my portfolio. But I, as a client as well, I need to be, you know, 
accustomed to what's happening with my investments. So that's another mistake as well. Um, number four is when people, you know, choose a certain strategy, uh, investment strategy, or a certain investment vehicle, and they lose out. So let's say, for example, I put money away for five years, right? And then in year two, my portfolio drops just a bit, right? So the mistake that people do is that they want to change their the investment vehicles or their investment strategy because they've lost out in a few, you know, few rands and not looking into the overall picture um, of let's say putting that money, just sticking to the five-year plan. So that's number four. Number five is once people get to the maturity of their investments and they get, let's say, that certain lump sum out, what they do is that they don't now, let's say, take out the interest and uh, keep on reinvesting. So what most people do is that they take out that money and they go spend it. But now <clears throat> forgetting that, you know, with that, um, that term that we used earlier on, compound interest, that your money can still keep on growing if you're just leaving it in there, you know, for a longer period of time. So that's why last week we covered on, you know, like the principles or the discipline of investing, um, which is important to, to make it a lifestyle. So once people get to that five-year term, they take their money out um, and then they don't have any investments after all. So my thing is that just keep on putting the money away and leaving it in there. Let compound interest do its magic. And over a certain period of time, you'll see that rewards um, will be much better. Hmm. Sweet. So, num uh, um, so your point, uh, point number three, you spoke about that people do not do do not review their investment portfolio. Um, they yeah. leave, they leave everything basically to the to their financial ad advisor. Um, I just want to know with that, um, is it possible that you can find yourself working with the wrong financial advisor? Not maybe I don't <laughs> maybe wrong is not the right term, but you, you get what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. So put it this way, my man, um, in every industry or any um, faculty or field, there are those people who try to con, you know, con people out. Um, so with, with, with insurance, what's dangerous is that <clears throat> because customers do not know um, or haven't done their research, uh, they don't know much of what's happening in the industry. Um, like with regards to how much a financial advisor can charge you, um, you know, looking into different products as well. So a financial advisor, when, when it approaches you, irrespective of which product they sell you, they should basically give you, you know, three to five different products and the advantages and disadvantages of all those products that they give you, right? Um, number two is that <clears throat> if a financial advisor is not great, um, you'll see basically by them frequently contacting you. So if I've placed, let's say, a million rand with Ujunia as the as my financial advisor, and Junior took, let's say, 3% um, up front, but now Ujunia is not contacting me after six months or after a year. So Junior was that one hit wonder. He came, he sold that product, and he left. So that, for me, is a bad and incompetent uh, financial advisor. And also financial advisors should basically also tell you about, you know, um, new things that are, that are happening in the industry because they are there to advise you. So they should basically keep you abreast of, you know, junior 
this is what's happening um, with your investments, or the, these are new investments that you can look into. So there should they, it, it's a, it's a, it's 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 an ongoing relationship. So it does not end when the sale is made. It's it's it basically continues even after the sale is made. So those are the some of the few you know key points that you can um, touch up on or that you can highlight when you see you know this is not going well. Um, but also as well you have the right to change financial advisors as well and cancel that relationship with the current one. So, yeah, so those are basically some of the, the few points, but we can speak for days about that. I mean. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So thank you so much. This has been, I think, I, get, I think this has been very much helpful. Um, thank you so much, yeah. Tamza. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please remember... Um, you, you feel free to send any questions. If you do have questions, if you feel like we haven't answered a certain question, if you feel like there's still a lot that you'd like to know and you're not really sure where to start, this is the right platform to do that. Please send us your messages on our Instagram page, um, uncensored underscore the truth about money. And please guys, um, so we do our episode each and every single week. So if you want to be reminded, please, wh- wh- whichever platform you're listening from, you whether it, whether it be it um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Google Podcast, please just subscribe so that each and every single time we an episode comes out, you can be um, notified. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Pratamza. Thank you. Ah, well, well, cool. We love you guys. Bye.